another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They're the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. Happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday? Thirsty Thursday it is, boys. Taco Thursday? And ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Always confused. I never know where your brain's going to be. No, I'm not really feeling tacos today, to be honest with you. Tacos are always good, but today just doesn't feel like a taco kind of day. It just feels like a real thirsty Thursday, you know? Yeah. Does it not? Every Thursday is thirsty Thursday to me. That's what I'm saying. But at the same time, tacos do always sound good. Yeah. My dilemma with tacos is that I'm raising two psychopaths who don't like tacos. Just give them time. Right? And that's what I try to tell them. Like, you're eventually, you're going to come around to it. Yeah. You're going to eat tacos. Like, I don't know who messed you up. I'll like blame you, my mom. But <laughs> you're going to threaten me. Like, either you come around on your own or I'm going to make you come around. So yeah, uh, you're, you're going to do it. We will celebrate Taco Tuesday in this house <laughs> at some point in your life. But they don't. They don't like they don't like tacos. They don't really like Mexican food. Huh. I don't I guess I didn't really like Mexican food when I was younger either because I was so afraid that everything was spicy. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. Maybe that's their thought process with the twos. I think it's going to be spicy. Yeah, uh, like me, they also don't like spice. Yeah, I'm not a fan of spice either. I am a, like a, just a smidge where it's like, ooh, that's a little warm. Let me you know, get some water in here and make it a little bit better. Yeah, or milk. But just like a big milk guy. Yeah. Uh, Jake even put it in the chat. Thank you for this. Uh, those girls are missing out. I missed out on so many delicious foods as a youth, as did I. So yep. thank you for saying that because I kind of thought that maybe my family was the only crazy ones. Even like I wouldn't eat lasagna as a kid because I thought it looked weird. Man, I kind of still do. Like I remember watching my mom put cottage cheese in it and I was like, mm, yep, <laughs> that's nasty. I absolutely do not like cottage cheese, which in turn means I will not like lasagna. I did the same thing as an was- adult though, not even as a kid. It's like, oh, I love lasagna. And then I watched someone make it for the first time. I had a mm-hmm. girlfriend who's like, I'm going to make you lasagna. And I was like, all right, cool. And I went to the grocery store, and she's like getting cottage cheese. And I'm like, whatever. Like, that is what it is. And then I saw her put it in the recipe, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like, you don't, you don't put that in lasagna. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> there was one it. day my mom told me. She's like, we didn't put cottage cheese in at this time. You're fine. I was like, all right, cool. I'll try it. Ate like – Two servings of this stuff, like just two plateful. And I, I finished up. My mom's like, was it good? I was like, oh, yeah, it was really good. Thank you. She's like, it had cottage cheese in it. Mm-hmm. I, was I like, do that now. Oh, yep. can't even trust you now. <laughs> no, I do that all the time to my kids with random things. My mom used to do it uh, with carrots and sweet potatoes. If she put sweet potatoes in things, I think maybe this was more for my brothers than me. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she would lie and be like, no, those are carrots. Because for some reason we were anti sweet potatoes. I don't now. I love them. Yeah, that's weird. Have you ever had a sweet potato pie? You know what? I actually haven't. Dude, it's better than pumpkin pie. 
Yeah. I'm not even lying. Or you know what? Maybe that's another one of those things where my mom was like, no, it's fine. It's pumpkin pie. You love this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have. Yeah. I do feel like there are probably some things out there that I have tried, but I denied it before in my life. So I was like, no, I'm not going to eat that. And then my mom lied to me, which I do also to my kids. But my oldest daughter, I love her to death. She doesn't like melted cheese. She doesn't like the texture of it. Wow. Do you realize how many things have melted cheese in them? It's all the good things. All the good things come with <laughs> melted cheese. So I will have to lie to her. That it was probably a month ago. We were eating, and uh, she'd gotten a sandwich from somewhere, and it had cheese on it, but it was a toasted sandwich. She's like, Dad, is, is this cheese? I was like, no, sweetheart. That's just uh, that's part of the bread. She's like, oh, Okay. And then she ate the whole sandwich. And I said, hey, by the way, that was melted cheese. What'd she say? <laughs> she was like, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have eaten it. I was like, well, you did and you liked it. So <laughs> yeah. you can eat melted cheese. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> grilled cheese is what we're having for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. She used to live off grilled cheese. Then she stopped eating that stuff. Did her mom just make a bad batch of it and she was just like, mm, done with yeah, this? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a texture thing for her because she yeah. likes cheese. But if it's melted, she won't eat it. Huh. She's also just a kid. Kids are weird. Yeah. She's nine years old. She looks like she's 13, but she's nine. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. She was looking really tall in the pictures you posted last night from the golf course that you guys. Yeah. Went golfing yeah. again. Congratulations. Did another uh, round. I'll tell you, there's something about. I know I kind of made fun of you for the, your little summer nights thing, which I did agree with. But it gets so much nicer once the sun goes down. I it know. Was beautiful out last night. Yeah. I went golfing. I think it was Tuesday evening at like 7 o'clock. I went grocery shopping, got some stuff. And I was like, man, I got nothing else going on tonight. I'm going to just go hit the course real quick. So I called. I was like, hey, what time do carts have to be in by? And they said 8.30. I was like, awesome. I like to come in, play quick uh, round, like a quick nine holes, please, if possible. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We'll see you in a little bit. I go golf. Best round of golf I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm just like, this is fantastic it wasn't super hot there was a little bit of a breeze the sun was starting to set i got a cool picture on like hole four with the sunset behind the trees like looking at the green on a par three and i was like right on <laughs> that, this is this is, is nice like <laughs> i did i was i was just like right on man let's go it's just like a bright spot <laughs> a bright spot in the in the life right now <laughs> Yeah. A little sunset in the trees. It's just cool, man. <laughs> it was. I, I went a little deep there. There's just no like, need for right that. on. But yeah, right on. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up. <laughs> but it did. Well, good for you. It was fun. I, I, I'm happy that I was able to get them out again to golf. Mm -hmm. And that it's been their choice to go. I try not to force my opinions or views on them too much. Even like the, the Texas versus Alabama stuff, they're both kind of – Alabama fans, mm -hmm. go be your own person, I guess. <laughs> be happy, but at the same time, we're going to Royals games as long as they're able to play them, which yesterday became a, a little bit more difficult. You have 10 Royals players out due to vaccination status. Mm -hmm. I saw this the other day, people kind of starting to bring up, like, oh, there could be a lot of guys coming up. I did not expect 10. 10 Royals players out because of the COVID vaccine. Um, I, just, I didn't know it was even a like an issue. And yeah. I even said, like, it's, it's embarrassing. I think anytime you have 10 of your guys missing games, 
it's frustrating. So mm-hmm. I know that there were a lot of people that lean, uh, just honestly, Republican, that lean right, it, that were in my mentions of like, why? Why is it sad? Why is it embarrassing? Mm-hmm. Because you have 10 fucking professional athletes that aren't playing in a game. Yeah. No like, matter that the are, cause. That are if they're your all key injured, starters. it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. If they're all opting out, it's embarrassing. Or look at it from your perspective. The fact that you have 10 professional athletes that can't go and play in one stadium is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. They can play in New York all they want, and they can play in Boston, but they can't play in Toronto. So regardless, it's frustrating. It's embarrassing. It, it really, like us being Royals fans, it's kind of a national story, but also hits a lot closer to home with us. Yeah, and it does for sure. And the one thing, too, like with these 10 players, a majority of them are like actual starters, key contributors to you know the lineup and playing in the field, and you're going to miss that. You're going to miss these starting pitchers. Brad Keller is missing a start. Brady Singer is going to miss a start over this weekend, and then they're going to head into the All-Star break. Next week around this time, we're probably done talking about it, but the one thing that did irritate me the most was just the mindset from Whit Merrifield on it, where he pretty much just said, the only way I would get it is if I had to play in the if I had a chance to play in the postseason in Toronto in Canada, and it was just like, yep. man, you're done. Like I'm sorry. Like that is the mindset that has become contagious through the Royals clubhouse, and it makes sense at the beginning of the year where they were like, you know, things just feel different. And this doesn't have anything really to do with the COVID mindset or you know your thoughts on that. It's more the mindset that like they've already given up. Mm-hmm. He's already accepted that the Royals suck and we're yep. not going to win, and it is what it is. I get that to an extent, but you also started off the year playing like shit, too, in Whit Merrifield. And now yeah. we've reached this point, and it's like, eh, if I had a chance to play in the postseason, I'd probably get the shot. But right now, I don't have to worry about that since I'm playing right. for the Kansas City Royals. If I'm the Royals, it's like, man, fuck it. Like, so let's trade this guy. Let's try and get something for him. I agree. Whatever it is. I mean, he's, what, 32 years old. He's already reached a point where he's played for Kansas City after they won the World Series. He's been the guy. He's been loved. But at the same time, like I can get, you know, trying to be understanding of him, I can get why that is his mindset. But right now, if you're Kansas City and you're trying to bring these new guys up and you're trying to develop it and you're trying to put them in the right situation, this isn't the situation to put them in. When you have Whit Merrifield, who is the veteran, is the leader of the team, just done. Yeah, and that's where I'm at too. And I, I've really loved Whit Merrifield. Over the last couple of years, he's he's been one of the only bright spots in that Royals lineup mm-hmm. for forever. But I I also took issue with it. I mean, just like you said, coming out and saying like, oh, maybe if I had a chance to play in the postseason in Canada, then I would do it. Or if mm-hmm. I had a, you know the opportunity uh, to get traded to Canada and I was in a playoff run, I would do it. It's just it annoys me how people contradict themselves of like, oh, I'm so mindful of my body, I'm not going to do this. Mm. All that stuff, which if that's your perspective, your opinion, cool, go with it. But stand by it. Yeah. Like, oh, now that you can have a playoff run, you're willing to, like, put your body on the line? Yeah. No, like, if if Whit Merrifield came out and said, absolutely not. Like, before this, if he came out and said, I'm not going to Toronto in any trade talks because I'm not vaccinated and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. More power to you, man. Uh, your body, your choice. 100%. I, I stand by that. <laughs> but it's when you go snip, snap, snip, snap on it, where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. hey. Yeah. Okay, Oh, cool. we're in a playoff run? Eh, I guess my body's not that important. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> so, like, just... eh, whatever. So, like, a, a, a lot of the other players uh, that are on the list, uh, again, there are 10 of them. You, know, you have uh, Andrew Benintendi that's on there, Whit Merrifield, MJ Melendez, Hunter Dozier. I'm vaccinated. I agree with the vaccination, mm-hmm. but it is, it's your body, your choice. So if you don't want it, it's whatever. 
But the Whit Merrifield comments, they're just, they were dumb. They they very much were. <laughs> and I, I don't know how else to explain it. To be like, oh, yeah, the, the vaccine, I'm not going to get it. I'm not risking putting something in my body. Unless maybe I can play, you know, 10 more games a season. Then I would. Yeah. Because that's so many people that are like, I'm not, a, I'm not willing to risk my life. Like Cole Beasley. Yes. Like you're so anti-vaccine, anti-vaccine, but at the same time uh, would come out and be like, oh, yeah, if you know, means getting my team to the Super Bowl, I would do it. So either you're lying or, well, you're probably, you're probably just lying about the and whole thing. The other thing that's kind of confusing me with it, too, is like last year that wasn't a regulation or a policy. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't necessarily required either. So now this year that it is, it's like, okay, well, now we're paying attention about it. That's what Canada's laws are. It's what their policies are. So, yeah, we have to deal with it. But the one thing that does stink, too, about this is the fact that Kansas City is going to have to call up a lot of young guys from AAA, AA. They come in and fill these places, and it stinks that it's going to happen in Toronto right before the All-Star break, and then they're just going to go right back down, and we're not going to get to see them in Kansas City. Some of them, yeah. yeah. Some of them will go right back down. And to come to the defense a little bit, to the Royals as an organization – there, there's not really much that you can do to be like, oh, hey, these guys have to get vaccinated or whatever. There have been a lot of other teams, and I, it, the GM Dayton Moore came out and even said it. There's a lot of other teams that have manipulated this to where it's like, okay, we're just going to send this guy down to the minors. We don't want people to know that he's not vaccinated. We're not going to deal with it. Let's just send him down so that they, you know, teams like who's the Phillies had like four guys that couldn't make the trip. But it was because they did some roster manipulation, which they probably should have. Uh, so those numbers could have been high, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that that makes things better for Kansas City. This is also, I've already seen, it's going to have huge trade implications. Yes. The Yankees have pretty much already come out and said that they're out on guys like Andrew Benintendi because he's not vaccinated and he won't be able to play in Toronto. And the Yankees, best team in baseball right now, still have uh, a lot of games left in Toronto, yeah. Uh, even the Blue Jays uh, were probably going to be one of those teams aggressive in the trade market. You take Andrew Benintendi, you can take Whit Merrifield off that list. Well, maybe not Whit Merrifield because he will get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, if, you know it's important enough. Good for him. <laughs> so take those guys off the list. The Red Sox as well. You can probably take them off the list too because they're going to play a lot of games in yep. Toronto. I mean, you almost have to think like NL teams now. Especially for us, again, two Royals fans yeah. talking about the issue. And um, not only are these guys going to have you know, situations to where, oh, I can't be traded to this team, they are also missing out on some money. Over these next, it's a four-game series. Mm-hmm. Just four games. The lost pay for the 10 unvaccinated Royals. Andrew Benintendi is losing $186,000. That's Andrew Benatendi. Like he's he's an all star. That's great. He's an all star because the Royals have to send one player. <laughs> if it weren't for that rule, he would not be an all star. And he's missing out on a hundred and eighty six thousand dollars. Yikes. I mean, even Merrifield missing out on a hundred and fifty, hundred Dozier pretty much missing out on a hundred. Mm-hmm. MJ Melendez missing out on fifteen thousand dollars. I bet he'd like that money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're still on your rookie deal. This would be kind of nice to have. Like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, with the Royals and sending up guys, bringing them down, whatever, I think some of them are going to stay up. 
I, at least that's my hope with this organization. Yeah. Um, hopefully later today, Nick Prado gets called up. He's a guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, who else was it? Uh, Michael Massey. He's a middle infielder type. Yep. See what he Second can do baseman. over the next couple games. I think some of these guys have an opportunity to come up and maybe stay up, at least for Prado. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to bring him up and then send him back down. This lineup is going to look so bad. Yep. They The Royals are one of the worst teams in baseball. <laughs> they got significantly worse. I have no idea who's going to be catching tonight. Like Whoever oh rolls gosh. out and is their catcher, I've never heard of the guy. And I'm pretty into the minors. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because Gallagher's not going either. And Melendez, we already knew. Brooks brought up the point the Blue Jays didn't play in Toronto last year, so thank you for that. That's why that wasn't an issue in terms of the the policies and needing the COVID shot and having to deal with that. Matt in the chat as well says, you know, the, Ro- the Royals need a youth movement. Let the young guys play. Witt needs to be traded, and Andrew Benatini needs to be traded. Completely agree with that. Make it happen this weekend then, or right along the All-Star break. Just find a way to get something out of them. Yeah, and the, the trade deadline is August 2nd this mm-hmm. year. So you have a couple weeks, but like Ben let's and get Tenny with it. definitely gone. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot about that on radio. Uh, again, cover cover more local regional stuff there. He's definitely gone, one hundred percent. And now I think that maybe you can open up things for Whit Merrifield, and uh, I, I think that maybe he finishes out the year this year because the trade market's going to be low on him now that we all know he's not vaccinated yeah. and he hasn't been playing well anyway. I don't expect him to be a Royal next year, though. I think that might be an off-season trade. Maybe, I don't you know, those teams like the Blue Jays can get in his ear and be like, hey, if you were vaccinated, you know, we would do this. Yeah. Like, this is the week to go get it. You know, you'll be cleared up and ready for the next one in a couple of weeks, and then yeah. you can be here. The, the silver um, lining, though, and I, I did say this even last night on radio, is that you are going to get a lot of the minor league guys called up now. Yeah. And he kind of been uh, their hand has been forced mm-hmm. to bring up guys like a, a Nick Prado again, and Michael Massey is another one that a lot of Royals fans are excited about. So we'll see what happens with those Royals. Um, the Blue Jays fired their manager yesterday. I think that was a, a interesting, bold move. But we'll see if it pays off. I'd kind of talked myself into that one the more we talked about it. Uh, I don't like the manager in baseball is maybe one of the. Least important coaches. <laughs> it definitely feels that way for sure. Like but if it's you like, fired, if you're in the NFL and you were sitting there like a little bit above 500, but you're going to be a playoff team. If you fired your coach, all the articles and the narrative and the talk would be, oh, they're they're tanking for the rest of the season. The oh, Blue Jays yeah. doing it, it's like, ah, we got to make that late push. Like, let's fire our manager. Let everybody know we're serious now. And maybe like the message just runs, and maybe it did run stale. I mean, what he had a 500 career record, you know, being the manager for the Blue Jays, and now you bring up the the manager that was the guy for your AAA team. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't know how much of an impact this makes on the clubhouse. You know what I mean? Or in terms of setting up or setting the lineup and just the interactions with players and making guys excited to be coming, you know, to play. I feel like if a manager's making that much of an impact, that's more on the players than the manager. But at the same time. We don't know. This could we could look at this in two months and be like, "Hey, Blue Jays made the right decision." Or they won last night. Or it's just going to be like exactly what happened with the Angels, which yeah. has just been a shit been show ever very since. Very bad, ever since. But I mean, even at looking at their lineup, like how hard is it to be like, okay, you have Bichette, 
Vlad Jr., Kirk at catcher, Matt Chapman at third base. Like, what are you really doing? Like, There's one through five right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lineup pretty set. Yeah, George Springer. Like, you should be good to go. They should be a lot. They should be much better this year than they have been. So again, maybe this is the right decision. We'll we'll know for sure probably within the next month or two. Like I said, and um, that division is so tough. It is the best one in baseball. Now, the Orioles are on a ten-game win streak. Every team in that division is above five hundred. Good All for them. Of. Must be nice. The Yankees have the best record in baseball with sixty-two wins already to twenty-six losses. Then you have Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto. And Baltimore, who I kind of find myself rooting for. For Baltimore? Yeah. It's kind of nice. Like, I don't want to say I'm rooting for them, but there's a part of me that's just kind of like, hey, it's nice to see you guys have a little bit of success. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a while, and it's been really bad. So the fact you're at 500 in the middle of July, congratulations. Enjoy the moment. But they also have a lot of young guys up as well that have been a key factor to everything and a little bit of success or the success they've been having recently. I just I hope they carry it on, and I, I said it last night on radio too. I, I kind of hope that their manager is at least in consideration for manager of the year, because to even just compete with what mm-hmm. the Orioles have in that lineup, to compete in this division is amazing. <laughs> this is not the AL Central that we're talking about. This is the AL East, where the other four teams in front of them, everybody knew they were going to be good. Yeah. And that they were going to be in like contention for a playoff spot or even you know World Series capabilities from at least three of those teams. And now the Orioles sitting there right above 500, I think is very, very impressive. Uh, so hats off to them. Stick it with baseball. Two more guys added to the home run derby. Jose Ramirez of the Guardians and Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, the young uh, rookie kind of phenom. I'm excited to see him hit. I haven't seen much of him. I'm not like I've seen the highlights and some of that stuff. I don't think I've watched the Mariners game at all this year. I don't know why I would have. Maybe <laughs> they snuck one in there with the Royals that I don't remember, but I'm excited to see him play and what he can do. And again, just to get a better look at him as a player because it sounds like yeah. he's super exciting. Now uh, he's like six three, two twenty five, leads the league in steals. Now we're gonna go see if he can mash home runs. He's got fifteen home runs on the year. I think this is one of the more exciting home run derby lineups that I've seen in recent history. Like I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like when you read the report out of him and everything, like his first home run in the majors was a 450 foot clout off a, a Marlins ace, and it's just like, damn, that was your first home run in the majors it was 450 feet. Jesus, and it I think he's got a pretty good and stealing yeah. bags the way that he is. And I think he's got a pretty good personality as well that people are going to love. I, if I'm right, I think this is a guy everyone's calling J-Rod. Instead of A-Rod, it's J-Rod. Kind of a fan of that. That's a good – that's a solid nickname. Yeah. Yep, that works. So I, I am I'm rooting for them, but also um, the rest of the lineup too. And Jose Ramirez joining yesterday mm-hmm. as well. That's another big get. I mean, they, they're just solid right now. They the do have derby. one more spot to fill in the home run derby. Is there anybody that you want to see? Who was it that I listed the other day? I don't remember. I don't mean to put you on the spot, so I'm sorry if I did. But Yeah, you definitely did. Um, you already have Paul Goldschmidt in there. What, I, I would like to see Freddie Freeman or maybe some of those Dodgers players 
Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout, kind of, I think I already said he wasn't going to do it. I think Otani said he wasn't going to do it. Bryce Harper's hurt. Jordan Alvarez hurt. Austin Riley with the Braves would be a, Oh, my God, yes. He's been on a, a big fucking one. tear lately. Yeah, he's uh, he's got 25 home runs on the season. Yep, I got him on my fantasy baseball team. I tweeted that the other day. The, Freddie guess. Freeman is an interesting one. Sometimes you'll get guys that aren't all-stars that come and participate. Uh, I think everybody else that's on this list is an all-star in Freddie Freeman. Bellinger would be wow. a good one. Jake mentioned him in the chat. Yeah, I think he's. He, I think he put on a pretty good show once before. Mm-hmm. And you know he's just going to be blazed out of his mind. Byron Buxton is the guy that I mentioned the other day. Ah, I would like to see him of the Minnesota Twins. He's kind of that guy that when he was coming up got some Mike Trout type comparisons. I would like to see that again, or maybe even a guy like uh, Corey Seager bring him back to L.A. He was mm-hmm. a Dodger, now he's a Ranger. He's got a couple home runs, but then. I don't know that there's anybody that I would really just be like, oh, I'm disappointed in that. The rest of the lineup looks so good. Yeah. I'm very excited about Juan Soto. I think he's going to be able to just mash home runs. Obviously, I feel like he's, he's been – but... like, we, we just haven't heard from him this season. Like, mm-hmm. we just There's been no you know recognition or national media to him, so this will be kind of nice to re-spark that for him. I mean, he's having a good year. He's got 19 home runs, mm-hmm. which maybe isn't like um, – you know, maybe it's a little low for what your expectations are for him, but I still think that he could do a great job. Um, Jock Peterson, that's who I was thinking of. He's the one that put on a show a couple of years ago. It wasn't Bellinger. It was Jock Peterson, but um, he declined. He also puts on a show. I would say uh, probably Austin Riley, though. That's how I'm feeling today. I'm right there with you. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, what about these Bengals helmets that came out this morning? They, I don't think they've shown any official pictures, but we've seen people do the – the whole kind of mix up themselves. Yeah, I think it's easy to alternate. figure out what they're going to look like. Yeah. They came out and said they're going to have white helmets. They're going to take those black stripes. Yep. It's going to be on a white helmet. I think it's going to look sick. I, I think it'll be really cool too. Very, very excited for it. Yeah. Go with the white out. I think the Bengals have some of the best uniforms in football. And I would go as far as to say they do have the best helmet. That's if you made me helmet. pick like my favorite team just based on what their helmet jersey combo is, it would be the Bengals. Yep. So I, I think they could still alter it a little bit, but like but they have like the white bar that goes down the side of their jerseys. It's like yeah. why is that there? Get rid of it. Or maybe they did. Did they? I think they actually changed their uniforms last year, and they're like, yeah. ah, not doing that anymore. So yeah, I'm good with it. I do like the Bengals uniforms. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there that don't like the uh, the stripes. Well, those people just need to go away. Because I don't know how you don't. I, I know. I, I don't understand a lot of the things that go and on with in this world. A lot of these other NFL teams that are coming out with like the alternate helmets you know, for this next season, it makes me wonder what the, possibly the Chiefs are going to do. Don't go yellow. Like That's my only request. Like Just don't come out with a giant yellow helmet. Yeah. I think that would be ugly. I th- it, white, I think, would be cool. I think if the Chiefs did a white out, it could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you find yours? <laughs> no, nah, it's not there. <laughs> I I agree with you, though. For the Chiefs, don't go yellow, don't go black. It's got to be white or just... They'll probably go freaking gray, like they do with their face mask one. Th- I think they did that last year, the year before. They're like, oh, we're mixing it up. We got gray face masks today. Like, awesome. Yeah. Super cool, dudes. Right. <laughs> oh, let's get excited about it. Oh, it's oh, different. Oh, the, the red pants, huh? All right. Woo. Fun. Let's look at us being different. <laughs> what I if love they, the uh, man, they just they think that they're 
like Alabama of the NFL. Like, oh, we've man. been around for forever. Like, why just would tradition. we change our stuff? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind if they just had Chiefs written on the side and they went with like a, a red helmet with the stripes in the middle. Just pretty much copy what Pitt State helmet is. Just make it that for the Kansas City Chiefs. Seeing yeah, that just one time, I think would be okay. I've been saying that one for years. I do think a white helmet could work. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be very very white. Boy, is it! <laughs> you're gonna have to have like a red face mask, and you're gonna throw a damn stripe on that helmet, please, because the the logo is white too. The arrowhead yeah. is white. That probably wouldn't look that bad. I don't know how to design helmets or change them on, you know, through a picture. But if someone wants to do that and then send it our way. Be much appreciated. We got a pretty uh, solid imagination. That's usually how I <laughs> yeah. how I go with these things. Uh, uh, last little football note today too. Uh, it sounds like Drew Brees may be joining the crew over at Amazon, mm-hmm. and I think I figured it out. What Amazon is doing is they are actually going to be the thirty third football team because they are going to have at least fifty six people for their Thursday night broadcast. <laughs> I'm They're saying, hiring everybody. I am confused as to how you're going to have all those personalities. For one, one game a week. Are you just? I mean, are they going to have like an in-studio team and on-the-field studio team? Pre-game, post-game, yeah, and a halftime crew. <laughs> I mean, really, is just mm-hmm. kind of mix it up. You know, you're not getting overworked. You know, you know, you don't have to be here all day. You just got to be here till the beginning of the game. Boom, you're good to go. Yeah. You, then you clock out, and then we throw it over to yeah, throw it to the quarterbacks. <laughs> who's the who's their crew calling the games? Herb Street. He yeah, is, right? and Al Michaels. Yeah, so just throw it over to right? Herbie and Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah I think so. Man, but Herbie's going to be calling confused. a lot of games this next year. Mm-hmm. And even when you look at, like, I was thinking about it earlier, when you look at, like, the Fox, ESPN, and all those broadcasts, they are doing multiple games per show. So it's like, here's our three-hour pregame show. We're talking about all the games today. Yeah. And you have to have a solid point, like a two-and-a-half-minute point on each team. Like, is, is Amazon going to sit there on a Thursday night and be like, oh, by the way, let's preview these games that are happening on Sunday? And you don't even have the injury report or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's going to be tough. I, I guess more football is always more fun. I mean, they have the money to come in and just be like, we're going to do what you know CBS, NBC, and ESPN are doing wrong, whatever that may be. Someone in the TV world knows, and they're bringing that to Amazon. So it could be either a very exciting and well-done project, product, or it's going to be very poor. And we're going to be like, why in the world are we watching this on Amazon? Yeah. Especially just having to stream it. It's like, man. Uh, There's there's going to be a gap, I think, with this Amazon thing. Because you call it Amazon. I call it Amazon. My daughters call it Prime Video. So even um, the other night, I was talking to them. And they're like, yeah, let's just watch a movie. Like, what's on Amazon? And they were like, what are you talking about, old man? What's Amazon? And I was like, Amazon, Amazon Prime Video. Like, is there anything on there? We haven't watched anything on there in a long yeah. time. And they're like, Prime Video? Why are you calling it Amazon? That's what it is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've reached that age where they're calling it something <laughs> totally different. I Maybe so. Yikes, dude. It's hard to tell. But uh, Drew Brees may be doing this quarterback-only Mega cast. Why does everything else have to be a mega cast? We like, got to be more mega is, than the last mega. Yeah, is it just mega because you're just going to have 50 people in there? <laughs> I worry that it's going to be annoying. Yeah, that you're going to have so many talking heads that it's just like nobody got to really share their point. 
and it's just people yelling at each other. It, depending on how much is like how many people are on the desk, because I feel like NBC reached a point last year where it was like, okay, you're going from your main desk to Florio and Sims, then you're going to Collinsworth's son in the stadium, then you're going to Collinsworth on something else, and then you're going to Al Michaels to open up the game, and in halftime it's like Maria Taylor and you know Drew Brees and whoever else was at the table. Mm-hmm. And you're just like bouncing all over the place. Maybe that's what Amazon's going to do. And it's just like we want the athletes and the names here so people are already comfortable and know what's happening. We're not having to redo, reintroduce Fox ran into that problem a couple years back of like they've got their crew that's set that's like at the desk. Mm -hmm. But then they kept adding like, oh, okay, let's bring in this guy. Let's bring in that guy. And I think they realized, wait, we don't have a place for these people, actually. Mm -hmm. Like um, they're paying Aaron Andrews a shitload of money she's a sideline reporter for him yeah but i think that was like oh we we have an opportunity here let's make a run let's get her which is great i love her work but i you're kind of over overpaying for a sideline reporter where maybe there was an idea that you put her on the desk maybe she does some pregame show stuff but i mean she really she doesn't i think she does like some pregame sideline reporting but again like sideline reporter like that's what they're all doing like cbs is doing the same thing right nbc's got someone as well Mm-hmm. And yep. so it's just leading. Some of these into networks it. they'll do two sideline reporters. You know they'll put one on the home team, one on the away yeah, team. CBS does a really good job of that. Mm-hmm. I think ESPN does it for college football, or at least for some of the big games. Yeah, SEC especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, now let's get to some of these great sponsors though. As we're um, ayo thirty five minutes into the show, <laughs> uh, Roper Kia, our first sponsor, a great sponsor of ours. Check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website, there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit their website at Gunspot.com. So again, right there in the name, Gunspot.com. Uh, earlier today, you got called out in the chat, and I uh, agree. Oh, I missed it. Sometimes it sounds like you're trying to do a Matthew McConaughey voice. Dude, there's absolutely no way I'm trying to do that. If it's coming off that way, that is totally genuine because I cannot do a Matthew McConaughey voice. I've tried to do it like in my free time, uh-huh. just like joking around, but on the microphone, absolutely it's not. The, it's the way you say things. It's not the voice, but it's like the way that he talks with those pauses. Oh, I haven't even realized Gunspot. that. Gunspot.com. So I just do that because I feel like I talk too fast at times and like people then hear something totally different. Like, Brooks, I'll just be honest. Brooks, it's your fault. I mean, you started roasting me in the chat. I'm like, what was it that he just said? It sounded like you said this. I was like, I'm going to just start breaking things up uh-huh. and put a little bit of a pause in between what I say because Brooks I know there are times where I can. podcast on like 15. It's it's the loudest setting that he has because he hears every small mind. It's almost detail. like he's looking for it too. Like, what am I going to get his ass on right here? Like, he's got the closed caption pulled up. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think that we have that for this show. Uh, yeah. But he's like, oh, I saw it. He did <laughs> I got him. But I, it, it was kind of that glass shattering moment. It is. It's kind of like the Matthew McConaughey. Not yeah, to build I your just, ego I felt up. Like- it's not as cool as his. But no, I'm, like, I'm definitely not trying to do that at all. So it's like, that's cool. You know, that's just a genuine comparison of making fun <laughs> of me that I'm not trying to do. But it makes sense, I guess. I just feel like there are times where I, I just I go too fast to, again, reiterate that. Like, even the other day, you had me 
you know, I hosted mic'd up on the radio show that we did in town and just kind of let through it. And I went back and listened to some of it. And I was like, man, I am just talking a hundred miles an hour here. It's like, just slow down, my guy. There's no need to just be like, you know, this is really what I think. Da, 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 da. And then everyone's like, what the fuck did this guy just say? So it's just like, let's just slow it down. See, kind of reiterate even, it. Even there. Fluctuate slow a little bit. Down. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what country's real normal speaking voice sounds like anymore. Matt in the chat. <laughs> you have picked up so many. I things. have, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's just, I don't know. I just try to have fun like when talking. and There are times where it's like, yeah, it is a normal voice. But like I, just to be upfront and honest too, like I get teased and made fun of so much anymore. It's just like I don't even fucking try to talk normal. Just lean into it and freaking accept it. Because it's just, it's, your it's never ending. Disorder. Maybe that's it. You know, I'm just crazy up in the mind. <laughs> You've got a, a I'm fucking losing it, man. Different variations of how country you will go, um, <laughs> and then shit, bub, naturally, yeah, comes out. I don't know. It is what it is. Not a matter of yeah. if you say it; it's a matter of when. Um, also, let's get to some basketball. The Donovan Mitchell stuff. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Is becoming more and more likely. Is it real? I just don't know. I, I think that this might be the Utah Jazz coming out and even just saying, like, let's see what we can get for him. Like, what is their offer? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we say no, but, like, what are they coming with? So I don't – I can't imagine that you're actually trying to trade Donovan Mitchell, again, who's like a young emerging star in the NBA. And when healthy has, I mean – was it the bubble year or maybe the year after in the playoffs where he just kind of was taken over for him? So I think I don't, it, it was the bubble because it was pretty much him and Jamal Murray for the Nuggets were yes, just like going, going back and forth, and it was nuts. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, that was a lot of fun to watch, and that's really where you know I was kind of becoming a fan of Donovan Mitchell beforehand, where it was like you know this guy is fun and enjoyable to watch, but as soon as him and like Jamal Murray just started going back and forth, I was like, holy cow, this is. This is fun basketball. And he's a high flyer at times. He attacks the basket. Mm-hmm. I like that and you know, and some of my favorite basketball players as well. I think that if if it were any other team other than the Knicks, even if it were the Lakers, it's like, oh, that's the team that we're rumored to that we're talking with, I might believe it more. But I do I, I'm a little bit jaded on these Knicks rumors to where it's like, oh, I don't I don't believe it. Hell, even Kyrie, uh, I saw it a little bit yesterday. I didn't read up on it more. That he might that he kind of come out and said along the lines of... You kind of like no, backtrack a little bit? a trade. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but at the same time, I was trying to remember back, like, did he? Or was it just rumors and reports? that like, oh, maybe Kyrie and Kevin Durant would still like to play together outside of Brooklyn. I don't think I saw anything that was an official or like from a credible source that said Kyrie wanted traded. It was almost like a yeah, here's the I mean, dead period. We don't have a lot to talk about. Somebody floated out a rumor, and then everybody else ran with it. Huh. I mean, that's very possible. It's about <laughs> how that works. And like, this is a glass shattering moment for me, too, because, like, you know, maybe it was just all rumors. And he's not backtracking like I just said a bit ago. He's just like, uh, hey, those words never came out of my mouth. But kind of like never requested this. You know, with the Knicks rumors and me being like, I don't really believe that. I also don't trust Kyrie Irving or what he said is true. Yeah. So he could have very much like officially given the Nets like written notice. I want a trade request. 
I yep. put it in my trade request. And then come out later once he realized the market wasn't good and been like, nah, I never said that. <laughs> yeah, you did. We have it in writing. Like it's it's actually filed. <laughs> we have it in the, the league office. Like, they all have it. We've seen it, Kyrie. You can't lie about this one. So I don't know. I and I thought the the NBA offseason wouldn't have this kind of lull that it has over the last two weeks. I feel you like haven't really seen much go on. It's been a lot of waiting, trying to figure out what the heck's gonna happen. And even mm-hmm. with you know the possibility of the Knicks now trading for Donovan Mitchell, which was reported yesterday by Shams, where Utah's just focused on obtaining draft picks, and there are no untouchable, untouchable players, excuse me, currently on the roster. If that's the case, then in your Utah, you're blowing the whole thing up. So for Donovan Mitchell to possibly end up with the Knicks, it does seem very real. Just what's it going to cost them? Do they have? Are they getting rid of any players, or is it strictly just draft picks? If that's the case. Have them all. We keep fucking that up anyways. We'll take what we can get here. Mm-hmm. We have something a little bit solidified. We had Donovan Mitchell to that. It's going to be a little bit more exciting. And if you're the Nets trading away Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, maybe you just do the same thing. Like, hey, we tried it. It clearly didn't work out. We have these two superstars, and then we have a roster that's just loaded with a bunch of other guys that used to be stars and used to be really good, and they're just not necessarily living up to that anymore. Let's just move on. I think it was one of the NBA shows the other day that was talking about, like, is Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell enough to compete in the Eastern Conference? It's like, oh, it's mid-July, isn't it, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell uh, competing in the Eastern out. Conference? <laughs> like, okay, maybe Kyrie and KD leave. But as of right now, in this moment, they're in the Eastern Conference together. Did we just forget about the Bucks, the Celtics, who were just in the finals? <laughs> right. The, the Miami Heat, the 76ers. The Bulls, like the Eastern the, Conference. The freaking good. Hawks. Like, God, they're still there as well. Trey Young's still on the team. <laughs> right? Or maybe you're just like, yeah, we don't, you know, I get it. Uh, I'm there myself a lot. Don't have anything to talk about. Let's talk about if Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell could compete in the Eastern Conference. I wish I would have seen someone tweet that or saw it because I would have just responded with the simple, like, no. <laughs> like, they they do not. Yeah. And, again, the Jalen Brunson stuff. Good for him. He, he had, like, two weeks of really good games and he capitalized on a, a huge contract and now, you know, talking points. There's a whole narrative around it with him. So uh, good for him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, as Jake put it in the chat, maybe everybody is waiting on the kite. Uh, Kyrie and KD stuff. Yeah. And once that domino falls, maybe we'll see more of it. <laughs> just everything else is just hectic and we forget the news. Yeah. I would like, was it March that was just crazy with NFL news? I would like for yeah. the end of July, August to be that with the NBA, where we're just like, holy smokes, look at everything that's taking place. And then we have the NFL getting into the heat of, or, you know, in the full swing of things, college football right around the corner. That would be an electric month of August. Yeah, it really would. And I do, I, I kind of root for that chaos. Mm-hmm. Too. I like Kevin Durant still. I hope that he doesn't join a super team, but it is it's exciting to even think about. One hundred percent. Play around with those possibilities. And Kyrie as well. And then uh I mean NHL free agency has been berserk too. Mm-hmm. I did not even know what was going on. As a huge hockey fan myself, I know that's probably pretty shocking to a lot of our listeners. Um but I did sign up for the ESPN alerts. They're like, uh, you know, the sports that you follow, what big news do you want? And I did sign myself up for the hockey news. And there are still so many guys, I have no idea who they are. 
I don't know where they came from. <laughs> yeah. Not 100% sure where they're uh, going. But I was getting so many notifications the other day of like, this player is signing with this team. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting the notification. This must be a pretty big deal. Yeah, I, I don't just, know, though. <laughs> I see the names. It's like, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Exactly. I'll just be honest with you guys. I've not heard anyone else say this name. I don't even know what number he is. I didn't even know there was a team over there. I'll be honest with you. I don't know this team had money to sign him either. Yeah. It even like I, I think I said it at the end of the hockey season. I had kind of read on some of the free agents that the Avalanche might lose and stuff like that. Um, Andre Burakovsky had become one of my favorite players. Yeah. He gone. Like Nate McKinnon was the one that everybody, like even our guy Jesse, had kind of been like, yeah, he's really good. He's an Av. Yep. Cheer for him. But then watching more games, it's like, I really like Burakovsky. I almost bought a jersey. At the end of the Stanley Cup, I was looking at guys. I'm like, oh, okay. But that's when I read the article, and I was like, who are they going to lose? And it sounded like they were going to bring him back. Not so fast, my friend, because uh, yesterday he signed with the Kraken. It's like, what? where did this come from? <laughs> Fellas, I didn't even know like that this was a possibility. Because the one <laughs> article that I read said it was like a shoe-in, like a no-brainer. Burkowski's coming back. It's like uh, Darcy Kemper. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> and he left. He's a capital now. Uh, but I, I was not ready to lose Burakovsky. Yeah. I, I don't know who else is like on the market. And Jesse over here saying the Orioles made some nice moves yesterday. They found their goalie. Yeah. I think the Oilers did too. That's what I just said. <laughs> the, you said the Orioles. <laughs> but yeah. Did I really? Yeah, you did. Oilers? My apologies. <laughs> did I really say the Orioles? I think so. Or maybe, well, who's the other team? Oilers. Are you adding an extra R? Oil? Oilers? Oilers? I think you are. <laughs> How? It's oil. Oilers. I don't know. It sounds different in my ears as I mess with my... Oilers. <laughs> I don't know. I just... All right. I don't know. That yeah. one was the Matthew McConaughey voice. That one was. Yeah. <laughs> People do that. Uh, the, back to the speech thing, though. It's like if you watch a show too much, I, I even find myself doing it sometimes. If I listen to like a stand-up comedian, sometimes I'll kind of pick up on their their rhythm, and I'll I'll find myself doing it. I think yeah. just somebody mentioning Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> it got in your brain, and you're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And as I definitely don't sound like him. I know I don't, but and I haven't even I haven't even been trying either. So I don't know if to take that as like a compliment or if like, uh, hey man, that's not you're not that guy. You're I right. Have, I'm uh, not. I'm not that guy. Pal. Here's a hot take. I have Matthew McConaughey fatigue. I was going to say the same thing here in a second because it was like that's. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like him because I feel like I hear or see him everywhere and not as much anymore. But like, man, the beginning of the year, like Matthew McConaughey was everywhere. I would yeah, like 2020, 2021, maybe even back to 2019. It was like, oh my, he's everywhere. And Mm -hmm. as Texas fans, it's like, um, Texas fans take his word as gospel on. Yes. Like they hang on to every moment. And if he does any interview, it's like, oh, we better put this out because he talked. Now I will say, this year, I thought it was awesome when he came out against gun violence and did that. Yeah. To use his platform to speak. There were a lot of people that do the whole, like, uh, why is this actor talking about this issue? Well, because they're a citizen and they have that right, and they should be able to. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was getting some Matthew McConaughey fatigue there for a couple of years because 
he would do something. Was it like maybe some of the hype videos? It was like, okay, here we got Matthew McConaughey to do the soundbite for mm-hmm. our hype video. It's like the dude is – he's got a cool voice. I get it. He's not saying anything. It's word salad. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds yeah, like, cool. I expected this to up, be much better than it I'm was. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure what I just watched. <laughs> but I think I'm supposed to be excited about it because your tone was cool and the music was uplifting. Yep. Other than that, I don't really know. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's about <laughs> keep it. Keep living, man. Um, uh, golf this weekend as well. I don't know how early these dudes teed off, but this morning I woke up at 6.45 Central. Uh-huh. And there were already people golfing. Yeah, well, I mean, overseas, of course, so the time difference at St. Andrews. There you go. That's the reason why. Oh, you didn't know that? Nope. Yeah, they're at a, they're in St. Andrews, old course. So they're playing in, I think it's Britain or England, or what, same freaking thing? <laughs> Europe. <laughs> Europe, thank you. Somewhere. <laughs> Across the pond. Over there. I Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. Because they're, honestly, <laughs> like by 7.15, they're like, this dude's done with his round for the day. <laughs> like what? Tiger You're out there hasn't at fucking 3:30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you teeing off at 5:30? Like is the sun even out at 5:30? I don't know. I don't see that time of day. But okay, they they're playing overseas. That makes more sense. Uh, I did see Rory McIlroy, the the favorite. Uh huh. I this is homeland. Should be. <laughs> maybe depending yeah. on where it is. I also think a lot of these betting. The sports books, they're just, they're smart and they know like Rory's been in the news. He yeah. just came off of a, what he went a major, something. It was competitive. I don't remember. So I'm not a golf guy. Yeah. So I think that they know like this dude's not going to win, but a lot of people are going to bet on him. Oh, 100%. <laughs> or maybe, you know, it is just kind of rigged where Rory does win and we're just sitting here looking at it like, huh. Yeah. Why, were, why are we surprised to see this? This is supposed to happen. And uh, this week, Tiger Woods also put out some comments. Uh, uh, kind of, a little bit against the Live Tour, and said players have turned their back on what has allowed them to get to this position. Yeah, you're damn right they did. They got $150 million. See you later, PGA. I'm not winning any majors uh-huh. anytime soon. They're going to guarantee me this amount of money. I don't have to worry about missing the cut, and I play 18 less holes than I do with the PGA, and they pay for all my travel. Yeah, see you later. I I don't get this allegiance to the PGA. I don't either. <laughs> like, like no I kind of hope the NFL honestly, is like. I hope this carries over to other up, leagues. And these players are like, no, I'm going there. I don't. I would understand it too, and be like, oh yeah, you're going to get paid a lot more to play the same game that you love. Yeah, I would like to see this happen with the XFL. They just start paying some of these guys big money that are in the NFL. It's like. Probably like a backup quarterback, like Andy Dalton. You go to Andy Dalton and say, hey, we'll give you $30 million to be a starting quarterback in the XFL. Mm-hmm. Deuces. Or even like, a, you know, go after like a Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold type. Yes. You know, you're still young. You're, you're not really starting. Come over here. We'll pay you. Well, no, you're going to be electric. You're going to be better. Than, you know what I mean? You're going to dominate this. These defenses aren't what as is, good. What is the quarterback equivalent of a Brooks Kepka? I don't know enough about golf to answer that question, but I feel like it might be Baker Mayfield. No, because I think Brooks has more of like an impact in the world of golf than anyone else that's kind of maybe gone to the live tour. So it's 
Maybe like a Kyler Murray, where you see the flash in the pan. Yeah. Maybe a Russell Wilson, who's getting a little older, shows up in the big moments. Outside of that, Mike is kind of... Because like Brooks Kepka only plays the majors, so he only plays where he's going to go win the most money or has the opportunity to do that. He's not going to keep playing in these smaller tournaments and just travel all over the place. He's only going to play in the majors, try and make his money, and then he goes on about it. So it's like trying to find that player in the NFL that would be kind of similar in that. And is at the same time as a big name to the public, the entire sport. And as soon as you say Brooks Kepka, people are like, okay, yep, I know who that guy is. So if you had to carry that to the NFL – has has Brooks Kepka has he been a winner before? Yes, I think several times. So is he Aaron Rodgers? Is he that good? Mm, yeah, I just look at it because Aaron Rodgers is older. So I was trying to find someone maybe a little younger in the sport that's had that much of an impact early on. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers' personality type it might be maybe like <laughs> yeah, a Derek. Right? Honestly, maybe a Derek Carr. Like you're really good, but damn, you're annoying. Yeah. That's how I feel about fucking Derek Carr's the answer. Is he annoying though? Because he's just super. He used to be before last year, before they dealt with all that adversity and everything, and the, how he handled it, and like really was the the main vocal leader, and you know, people that that everyone went to and looked to for the Raiders on how we're going to get through this. I mean, he earned a lot of people's respect last year, but before that, be, maybe not my, because Derek respect, Carr's fault. It's probably you're David a bit Carr's fault. Raider well. hater. <laughs> No, I mean, Raiders, yes, but like Derek Carr, I've always liked. You know what I mean? And I know that got confusing when we first started doing radio together, but Derek Carr's always one of those guys like, man, I kind of wish he played for a different team so I could root for him. But he's had those moments where he is just stellar and he, you know, does lead the team to a comeback and he is a great leader and he can be a great quarterback. He's been up at the top, shows up in big moments at times. Sometimes he might disappear. But people used to think he was really annoying because they thought he was cheesy. I mean, they were comparing him to like Russell Westbrook type of cheesy. Russell Westbrook or Wilson? Ah, Wilson, dad gum it. <laughs> Let's say I don't find that's two days Russell in a row I've Westbrook done that. To be cheesy Son of a at bitch, all. man. <laughs> Annoying? Yes. Yeah. Whiny? Cheesy? No. Uh, maybe fake tough is how I would maybe characterize him. Uh, what Russell Wilson? Is that maybe the better comp for a Brooks Kepka? Yeah, I mentioned his name one? up there before. Derek. I Carr, tweeted but... it out. Um, so. If you're listening to this, go respond on Twitter. If you're listening live, put it in the chat. Thank you. Uh, if not, still appreciate you. Go respond because I'm I'm actually curious. I don't know enough about golf to have like the real like. Okay, this is the comp. Yeah, but I am. But even about like it. with guys like Phil Mickelson that have you know gone over there as well. That's yeah. pretty interesting. Phil might be more of the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Comp the older guy. He's been very successful. People talk about him being an all-time great when yeah. he's not really. Like, it would be pretty cool to see, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick go play in the XFL. That could be um, a lot of fun. I saw Bryce Leonard. mentioned Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I was going to say Bryce I like that, that a lot. That might be a good opportunity. That's where he's going to go to the XFL and dominate, and the Panthers are going to be like, damn it. Yeah. We took Donald and Baker, and we could have had this kid. That's a better P.J. Walker. That's kind of almost what we had. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly what we tried to get. Yeah. <laughs> and then we screwed it up by getting Baker Mayfield once again. Now, I'll tell you one place where you can't screw up, and that is Club 609. Check out that happy hour today from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock uh, every weekday, actually. And on Saturdays, 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Again, home of the best happy hour in all of the world. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. 
Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joppa, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Again, with them, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil changed or your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in the four states at downtown Lube. All right, now let's get to a little thinking out loud. Thursday, I have two of them. Let's start with a lighthearted, less controversial (laughs) one, Uh, and that is Chad Johnson. I was a big fan of Chad Johnson when he was a Bengal. Even some of the, like, into his Chad Ochocinco years, I thought it was a little crazy. Uh I still really liked him as a player. And uh, was it yesterday, two days ago, somebody tweeted a picture at him and said, I wanted to thank you, like saw you on a flight uh, from Miami to Jamaica. Wife and I wanted a picture with you, but also thought we should respect your family time. So I posted a picture of Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, on a flight. Mm-hmm. And then Chad Johnson quote tweeted it and replied to it and said, if you ever see me in public, you invade my space. If I didn't want to be bothered, I would have flown private. Humble brag. <laughs> I wouldn't be shit without those that are fans of mine. Even I understand that. We missed a moment we would have remembered for forever, Cole. Like, that's just – that's an awesome thing to do. Yeah. So hats off to Chad Johnson, too, because I liked him as a player. That's also just a really cool move to be like, hey, don't worry about uh, bothering me. You come up to me and you take that picture. Yeah. I could never be that guy. Man, I, I really thought you were going to go somewhere else with this with Ocho Cinco. So when I opened up the tweet, I was just like, oh, man, okay, this is this is going to be good. Because I was trying to think, like, <laughs> what did Chad Johnson do to piss this guy off? No, but I, I have always loved Chad Johnson and Ocho Cinco. I remember uh, I had a, I got a PSP for Christmas one time. Remember when those were a thing? Way ahead of their time. If those Another things came out brain. now, holy shit, that would be incredible. Um, I got one for Christmas, but they used to have these little, like, movies that you could get. And my mom got me, like, an NFL one. And it was kind of like an NFL films feature or whatnot. It was just all these players talking about, you know, who are the X factors within the NFL and the guys that make a huge difference. And Chad Johnson was on there. And he was just the most enjoyable one to watch and listen to. And then he was even that way, like on the NFL sidelines, like getting fined for celebrations. And he just didn't care. And then even when he retired and he got to the point where, you know, I'm going to try and help people. So anytime he goes to a restaurant, he leaves just like a massive tip mm-hmm. and is willing to just take care and help people. You know, I've seen moments where he just will randomly hop on and play FIFA on PlayStation and will just randomly play and be like, hey, this is Chad Johnson. What's up? Or someone will send him a message and be like, hey, do you want to play? And he's like, absolutely. I'm going to smoke your ass. And then it's just like lighthearted fun. Yeah. Like, I think here's Chad my Johnson. Tag and stuff like that. Yep. He is one of those guys that has just been very genuine and nice and like down to earth. <laughs> Ever since retiring. I know he had a little bit of like a an issue there in his last year. I believe it was with Miami or even going into New England. There was something that happened. He was with but, New England for a while and he couldn't catch on. Yeah. He and just, uh, that's he, when a even, lot of people started to point to it and say like, hey, that New England offense is pretty difficult. Yep. You can't just be a great athlete and show up and expect to be good. Yeah, and he was the one that really started the story too that kind of let everyone know. It was like, hey, uh, that first meeting, he chewed Tom Brady's ass. First meeting of the season, and he's like, that's when I knew. These guys are different. This is a different beast. Yeah. I went to look up, like, what is he What is he doing now? Because he does. He's known for, like, leaving huge tips. Even in this tweet, he was flying from, like, Miami to Jamaica, and he said, like, oh, if I wanted to, I'd fly private. 
I have no idea what he's up to now. Maybe he just was very smart with that NFL money. But his bio on Twitter is, I could easily give up sex, but I'm not a fucking quitter. (laughs) That's hysterical. (laughs) I remember watching, I think it was a Hard Knocks thing with the Bengals too. It was him and, uh, oh, who's his quarterback? It wasn't Andy Dalton. Thank you, Carson Palmer. And they go to Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco. You know, he just made the name transition. And uh, dude eats McDonald's before training camp. Like he just he would be like, yeah, I eat McDonald's all the time. I just train really hard and work it off. And as a kid, in my mind, it was like, that's my mentality now. <laughs> yeah, I knew. And then here's the thing: I'll go eat McDonald's. I'm not training after though. I'm not doing a thousand jump ropes and working out and going to play in an NFL or football right. game or practice. It's just like I had McDonald's. You know, McDouble, McChicken, medium fried, large sweet tea. What's up? That's not my order anymore. We're being blessed with the great athleticism and metabolism of Chad Johnson. That was also the other part that I just completely (laughs) was had no knowledge on. He still looks like he could play. He hasn't played in over ten years in the NFL. Yep. He still looks like he's in great shape. Him and Terrell Owens both. Yeah, and Owens did some of that, um, like like arena arena football or something like that. That actually was a pretty cool league where the fans called the plays. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, that's my first thinking out loud Thursday. So good on Chad Johnson, Chad Ocho Cinco, whatever we're calling him. Yeah, these days. and I love how Ocho Cinco is still not even eighty five; it's just eight five. But my uh, thinking out loud Thursday is just these stadium fights. I saw one that happened last night. I believe it was at a Dodgers game or something. And the most annoying part about watching these stadium fights is the one person that continues to instigate it and run their mouth, and then just acts just bewildered when they're taken out or removed from it or like then people get physical with them and then you have the other person who just like throws a drink why are you throwing a drink that does nothing you're not even in the fight dude get out of here pisses you off it just adds to it and so people are now getting pissed and more mad and i don't i've never understood fighting in a stadium like honestly i've just never really understood the whole idea of like i'm just gonna fight you to fight you like that's just a dumb mentality you have other shit that you're going you just need to work through but, like, in a stadium, are you really that upset about how your team is playing or how good the other team is or the fact that someone's running in their mouth? Get up and walk around. You're telling me there's not any other open seats further down in a baseball game. Not all those are sold out. Move. Or the, when, like, fans fight each other, like the same team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you know you're really down bad. Yeah. Also, I mean, I love the NFL. I love watching games. <laughs> if they really cared about their fans, like they would limit the amount of alcohol you could have at a game. They'd have, like, have I crossed that line before? Sure. But also, I am a happy drinker. I'm not out there trying to start fights with people. Yeah. But I mean, it's to the point, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people before. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast or maybe another one. I don't even feel safe or confident taking my daughters to a football game. Because I don't want mm-hmm. them to have to deal with all the drunkenness where they, you know, if somebody does pick a fight or something like that. So. Or messes with you and you, you mm-hmm. have to be in protective mode. And yep. all of a sudden the daughter's like, oh my God, my daddy just kicked somebody's ass and now he's getting carried right. out. Which, damn it, I forgot to do the thing last night that I. I wondered. I saw someone else post a video, yep. I think, or shared it with us. And I was like, dang, I wonder if Melanie. I meant did to it do it this morning, too, and I forgot. I don't know. Well, it'll happen. Somebody's going to have to remind me. <laughs> terrible memory. But it is uh, the stadium fights. I don't I don't get it. What are you so worked up about? Like I mean, really, at a 
an event you paid to go to. A lot of like, money to go to. That's the other thing. So, like, if it's football, you've paid a lot of money to be there. And you're probably wearing a jersey, and you probably bought some alcohol, and you probably tailgated. You spent almost $500. Yeah, I was going to say, you're hundreds Maybe almost a thousand, too. maybe a thousand, thousands of dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever. You spent money to be there. And you're going to end it by getting in a fight and then getting into more trouble and having to pay more money? Yeah, it wasn't there was a Chiefs fan last year. What was it, like X Factor or whatever? He has like this big uniform and get up yes. and he's been wearing for years. Uh. He's like a season ticket holder. And then he gets his ass kicked for running his mouth at a game. I believe that's what happened. Now yeah. he's banned from the stadium. <laughs> yep. I imagine being so upset. He's banned from tailgating, like even walking around because <laughs> yeah. he was one of those I super think, fans. Um, uh, Royals games as well because it's like the whole problem. Like, <laughs> oh, I will man. never. <laughs> Sporting KC probably saw it and was like, "Yeah, fuck it, we're into." He can't come here. Uh, I also think he like had a really bad drinking problem and got in a car wreck. I never. I think he had like a that. couple DUIs and stuff because a lot yeah. of fans were like, "Good, like, get this guy out of here. We don't yeah. want him anymore." Because I think he got in the car accident and then tried to act like that was like what happened to his face by like getting beat up or whatnot. And so they showed him on the news <laughs> yeah. and he's just walking down the street Did and they have like a neck brace scrubs. Yes. <laughs> and it was just like, that's just how you walk around, man. Like you're just so dramatic. NFL fans have got to be some of the worst. There are some weird people out there, man. NFL fans, like, I'm surprised you don't see it for basketball. Right, but like NFL, it's just like, where's this trailer park guy at? Whose entire house is his team's, like his favorite team's color, the carpet decorations, yeah, coasters. I don't know if you got it too. Like a couple I've months seen back, it. somebody posted a house for sale here in Joplin, and it was an entire Chiefs themed house where like there was a logo on the wood floor. They had, they had like tile carpeting. that was yeah. Chief logo. Yeah, tile is what it was. Uh, it's just outlandish. I think baseball fans might actually be the best fans. Yeah. You're going to get the drunken, obnoxious, obnoxious guy there, but he's usually not like a season ticket holder. Uh-huh. J- just to you know, judge people. It's usually like, a, I won these free tickets from work. I'm going to go and get shit-faced at the game. Oh, 100%. Those are the guys that are up. They're yelling. They're screaming. They're being just annoying. <laughs> The yep. season ticket holders, the people that are there on a regular basis, I don't think I've ever really noticed anybody at a baseball game that's that obnoxious. But like, if you're a football fan and you're a season ticket holder, it's like you thought you bought stock in the company. It's like, like I know Green fucking, Bay does that. Yes. You just act like you're rich. Else. Like you're just so much more privileged than everyone else that's there. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. It's like, hey, these guys work for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the- I pay your salary. Therefore, I'm going <laughs> to yell at you. Yeah, all day on Sunday. It is, it's <laughs> some of the worst. Like I love taking my daughters to Royals games. Yep, because it's nice, it's relaxed, it's laid back. I don't feel. I mean, I'm always on like a like a protective mode, but at the same time, it's like I don't really have to worry about it. Yep. Basketball games. I think I haven't been to a lot of them. I think basketball games would be okay. Yeah. It'd probably just, be a little bit more relaxing. Just because like, you're able to kind of sit down and you stand mm-hmm. up at the big moments and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it would be similar to a baseball game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my last Thinking Out Loud Thursday is on LeBron James. And I just I debated even bringing this one up. But, man, he is – I love LeBron. He makes some of the dumbest comments. And I am definitely not a shut-up-and-dribble guy. I LeBron, I love the fact that he has a show that he goes on, that he talks about social issues, 
And a lot of times, my opinion and his opinion, really, they pair up and sync up pretty well. Sometimes it's just like, LeBron, maybe don't talk about the the topics that you haven't researched much. (laughs) Or, you know, with the Brittany Griner stuff, the other day he came out and uh, I don't even know if it ever aired, but it was on, was it the shop that he has? And he came out and he said, I would feel like, uh, do I even want to go back to America if I were Brittany Griner? Yep. And uh, not to make, I talked a little bit about politics today, not to make it 100% about it, but at the same time, she's writing letters to try to get back over here, saying like, hey, this is terrible, like, come get me. Yeah. <laughs> to be in a war-torn country where they you can't barely be black, you can't be a lesbian, and to be like, oh, I don't know, maybe I would just think about, do I even want to come back? And then he kind of doubled down, and he said, like, I wasn't knocking the U.S., I was just stating... Uh, what I thought Brittany Griner might be feeling. Well, Bron, man, I love you, but you said I would feel like. <laughs> yeah, you made it your own opinion and view. He like wanted like I would feel like you know if I'm Brittany <laughs> Griner, do I even want to come back? The answer is absolutely yes. Yeah. I'm in trouble here. Have I'm you seen Happy spend... Gilmore? You know the lady that falls on the car. Get me out of here. That's <laughs> yeah. Brittany Griner. One hundred percent. Like she's almost going to face ten years in jail. Just because of like two little canisters of weed. She's been to in, go play fucking basketball. Yes, I want to come back. LeBron said she's been in prison for over a hundred days for a little bit of weed. She hasn't seen her family. She yep. hasn't seen her, her wife, her friends. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do think that maybe LeBron sometimes just tries to like be the social justice hero. Yeah. I, I like, know that he's made comments about like China before and people get upset with that one. I think it's great that he does come out and he uses probably the biggest platform that any athlete has. I don't know that he needs to have an opinion on everything. Yeah, especially when you don't know all the information. (laughs) You don't know what Russia is asking in return just to let Brittany Griner go. They're probably looking at it like – I don't know. Like, not to get too political, but like Russia probably feels like they have the upper hand with this. It's like, okay, we can get someone like we really want out of jail that might be in jail in the U.S. and then get them back for Brittany Griner. And the U.S. is like, whoa, like (laughs) – not that guy. Like that guy is real bad. And she it, just it, had it, a little I bit do. of weed. Let her out. It's legal here. It was an accident. Just let her go. She plays yeah. basketball. Stop it. Even if it wasn't an accident. It's yeah. Just weed. Like come on. <laughs> it's fu- so. Do they not like, smoke weed in Russia? Or is it just like straight not vodka if you're and a cocaine? Six foot seven black lesbian. You can't. No. Then they lock you up. I guess. God bless the USA. We've got a lot of problems here too. But uh, also not trying to go to Russia anytime. Not at all, no. I've never even wanted to go to Russia for vacation. It terrifies me. No. Too Listen cold. to I've seen Stranger Things. I don't need to go there. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard Burt Kreischer's story. The mafia's going to rob me on the train. I'm all right. Right. So I, And I do. I agree, and I, I think it's cool that LeBron is kind of using, like you said, his platform. Uh, it's, it's terrible that Brittany Griner has, has been locked up over there. But at, yeah. at the same time, maybe just yeah, think before you. Say something. I'd like to think that people that are in a position to make something happen are working for it. They're just Seems not like telling us all the information because then like, every bit of information you tell people, everyone's got an opinion on it. And sometimes you don't need to hear everyone's opinion. Yeah. And I did see, I saw one person replying to, I think it was to LeBron's tweet. And it's like, if you care so much about it, take some of your NBA salary and give it to the WNBA players. It's like, all right, truck four, five, six, seven. Take some of your salary and give it to the WNBA players <laughs> so they don't have to go play in Russia. Like, what now? <laughs> yeah. You're going to take part of your well, $45,000 a year and you're going to give her 
20 bucks? No. I'm not a billionaire like LeBron. <laughs> Why? Well, I bet LeBron still wants his billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's not his job to pay for Brittany Griner. Uh, <laughs> if he wants to, cool, it's his money, but he shouldn't feel obligated to. Or the fact that the WNBA, uh, they shouldn't have to be like supported by the NBA. They're not supported by the NFL. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. Love the WNBA, but at the same time, it's not LeBron's job to be like, paying their salaries. Uh, I did. I agree with his stance. Brittany Griner should be back here in the United States. But at the same time, if you're going to talk about every issue, you kind of leave yourself open to criticism Yep. about it, too. Yeah, we get a lot of it uh, here, even. Yeah. A lot over the last three months. <laughs> or <laughs> <Big> time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for us today, though. Appreciate you guys joining us on a lovely well, Thursday morning, uh, tomorrow we're going to be back on it on Friday right here in the call-in app at 10 o'clock. Appreciate those guys uh, listening in the chat, guys and gals and other listening in the chat. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow at 10 a.m.